What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with people who keep fishes and roommates who don't do the dishes. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap What's up with you, buddy? How's your week been? Uh, I went to trivia on Wednesday and uh, ran into my old roommate, mm-hmm. um, which was fine. But uh, her corgi was there, so that was cool. I got to say goodbye to the corgi because apparently they're leaving town for a year. So that was a nice experience. Got to say goodbye to that little girl. Oh, yeah. I went to my uh, corgis made me think of this. My friend Maria famously has an adorable corgi named Stout, and she got married this weekend. So congrats to Maria and Trevor. Yeah, the dog got married. Nice. (laughs) Weirdly enough to a horse. That was a twist. (laughs) That seems like a grooming relationship. There's a power dynamic there, according to John Mulaney's theory. <laughs> uh, but but I, clearly, that was a little bit of a jokey joke, Adrian. It was actually the two owners of the Corgi Stout mm. that got married, Maria and Trevor. No cap. You drinking Kool-Aid? Mm-hmm. Nice. Watch out for those walls behind you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if he was real if that was a risk you just had to take but it was one of those things where people it's so good (laughs) no no it's not that it's so good it's one of those things where people are like it's actually less statistically possible oh than like getting getting struck by lightning (laughs) yeah right right. it's fine to drink kool-aid like nobody actually has the kool-aid man attack them for you you're on the second floor right yeah so just the hilariousness of him having to run up the stairs <laughs> so he can <laughs> crash through your wall is so funny. Like, he just runs past Ben on the main floor and then goes up your <laughs> stairs. <laughs> the big old fucking Kool-Aid, dude. And the stairs aren't wide enough to fit him, so the whole way up the stairs and both walls are being torn out to the side. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's why you have to get Kool-Aid man insurance uh, <laughs> whenever you're renting. Um... Did uh Grow up. Nobody actually gets attacked by Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> a co- more people die from coconuts falling on their head every year. Okay, Adrian? So, Adrian, I have something to ask you from your last week. This this is more than your last week. How do you feel about your new role as Paul's uh drunk bring-back-down-to-earth coach? Wherein, mm. because you're three hours earlier than me, if I'm kind of drunk, a little too drunk, and it's like 11 or 12, I'm like, it's like an eight or nine for Adrian. He's not doing anything. Yeah, he's just making his warm milk. He's just like pre-game, and who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you, you get a call from me going, hey, Adrian, just needed somebody to ground me. How's it going? <laughs> Hope yeah, everything's yeah, good uh... with you, buddy. And then I usually tell you I love you. Yeah, yeah. I assume it's one of those things where you like go to the bathroom for the first time during the night, and when you look in the mirror, you realize how drunk you are. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, basically. I gotta call Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to give Adrian a little hello. <laughs> uh, is uh, it's pretty great. It's a fun time. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, it did happen on a Monday and Tuesday night. I'm like a little bit worried about fall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're working on it, buddy. It happened on a Wednesday morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that one wouldn't make sense. It would just be earlier for you. That would be a real jerk move for me to call That's you. That's true. It was 6 a.m. my time. <laughs> yeah, like 9 my time, 9 a.m. my time, 6 a.m. your time. I was like, that's early for brunch, Paul. Like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? Hey, things are dark recently, man. Oh, man. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. 
Ain't that the truth? Um, Diamonds are forever, and life <laughs> is too much. <laughs> Tell you what. Cool. Anything else happened to you this week? Went to that wedding. Was that I'm in late. Charlotte? Yeah, it was in Charlotte. Nice. Oh, the air conditioning was broken at the venue. Oof. It was it was kind of a hell. It was so hot. Mm. <laughs> it was so hot. I was legitimately worried about my health. So you were like, definitely like, I don't want icing smeared on my face right now because it's all hot and sweaty at this indoor wedding. Icing? Literally from last week, Paul. <laughs> like, I don't understand oh. how your brain works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cake. Like, I, I guess I, for some reason I thought whipped I guess cream. that's frosting, right? Yeah. Icing's for... Yeah. Wait, what's the difference between frosting and icing? And a glaze. I don't know. I, I think if you'd said frosting, I would have gotten it. It was the word icing that, like, I think that's Yeah, I think that's true. You can frost a cake. You can also ice a cake. You can also ice a bro. <laughs> that's true, but you can't frost a bro. <laughs> you can't frost a bro. That's weird, man. <laughs> Mm. It's the difference between a tuna and a piano. <laughs> if you're a gaming, you can also glaze a bro, but that's a hey whole yo, different thing. <laughs> hey, you can be exploring yourself as a straight man. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of show, Paul. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's keep it clean. Let's keep it clean. I mean, we do release every one of these episodes as explicit, but let's keep this one clean. Mm-hmm. Out of respect for Donda dropping without any curses. That's true. It's it's funny to have a uh, censored album <laughs> like that. <laughs> Without the explicit seemingly ever going to drop. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, that uh, ruined my media update where I was going to do a joke about something that... I was going to say Donda, but it was going to be like my friend Donda or something. I was going to try and do <laughs> something to like obscure the uh, album release. But yeah, Paul, how are you feeling about Donda finally, finally dropping against oh, his good. wishes? I listened to it today and it's awesome. How do you feel about your favorite artist, Drake, uh, announcing Certified Lover Boy dropping this Friday? Yo, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do uh, any other media roundup do you have, or just Donda? Oh, I started watching that show Dark that everybody... The reason it took me so long to watch it, despite rave reviews from multiple friends, was because of the tagline, it's just like a German stranger thing. That's not the official... Yeah, that's not the official tagline, right? No, 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 but the people's tagline for selling it to you when they're like, oh, you should okay. watch Cause it. Because then, yeah, I would agree. I would say, oh, yeah, cool, so I can skip out on that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And eventually, like, you know, somebody was like, hey, we should watch this together. So I Either said, that yes. or my uh, reaction would be rut row. The main character is being groomed by Drake. <laughs> um no yeah so that was like a real that wasn't a great tagline for people to try to sell me on that show with so i didn't see it till mm-hmm. recently and it is so much better than stranger things that's wild that people would like belittle the show by calling it that damn paul coming out with the hot takes yeah dark is a pretty good show okay anything else on your media roundup buddy oh shit also uh Hitler Wears Hermes 8 by uh, West Side Gun came out, and that shit is so fucking good. Oh, okay. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Is that his last one? His newest one. I felt like one of his albums was supposed to be his last album. Didn't he retire? You believe it when rappers say they're gonna retire? Yeah. Like, what do you think they're gonna do? Take up take up gardening? <laughs> retire yeah. Retire at 33 and just start doing, like, wood carvings? They could do, like, a Snoop Dogg, you know? Maybe one of the truest memes ever is like Snoop Dogg is someone who's finished the video game and is just doing side quests now. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg sucks, man. Fuck Snoop Dogg. Mm. Not a celeb enemy because I don't have any like actual like dislike for him. I just think like the what he does with his post-rapping career of just selling features to anybody mm. who pays him is just kind of a lame way for somebody who could have been a legend to go out and peter out slowly. Ooh, just seems spe- like a real... Speaking of legends... How do you feel about uh, Jonah Hill's GQ video of the 10 essentials he can't live without? 
Oh yeah, yeah. You told me to watch that because we Jonah Hill is one of my celeb enemies, unlike uh, Snoop Dogg. And yeah, it was just as disgusting as I assumed. I made it. I, I watched the first thing that he did, which was like some sort of like energy drink, and he was so clearly paid by them, but kept mentioning how he just loves it, and all other celebrities love it, and how much he's not even being paid by them. And it was so obviously a paid marketing spot. It was. It was close to, like, actually seeming criminal to me. Like, that man needs to be stopped. Damn. How did you feel about it? You didn't get to the part where he talks about the hair mask that he uses. And uh, the guy who's, like, behind the camera is like, can you, like, mime what it would look like for, like, how you apply the product? And Jonah Hill's just like, no, you do it. And he threw it at him. And I was like, what? That's such a weird energy. (laughs) That's such a weird aggro energy, dude. (laughs) Yeah, you brought this in for this weird, stupid interview. (laughs) God, I do not like Jonah Hill. What an unlikable human being. People in the comments seem to be really happy that he seems very uh, happy right now. But uh, mm. I don't know. That that was that one moment where I was just like, I could see him being a dick in real life because that seems like a really dickish response to that question. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't seem like a nice person at all. Yeah, and he's not talented enough to be like as unlikable as he is. We should really just forget about him. Damn, this is a real negative media roundup because I'm also going to be negative in mine in a little bit. <laughs> yeah yeah what's up i don't know if other people are really on board for how much i dislike jonah hill so we shouldn't concentrate on it i think i might be one of the few people uh finished up well actually i'm like no no yeah i finished up what had happened was the uh, podcast with open mic eagle and lp and uh it was just fantastic man lp is such a like you can tell from his rapping but he's such an insightful and compassionate and cool dude so it's just here it's cool to hear him talk about stuff for like hours on end and uh it was a it was a real joy of a podcast to get through, despite the audio quality being pretty bad. Um, really, from two musicians who you would think would have like good quality audio. You know, other people have hand? pointed that out as well, but yeah, apparently LP was traveling while they were doing the podcast, so he was like in a different setup every single time. Still okay. though, really bad audio. Um, and then yeah, I think my two takeaways, like listening to him talk about um the 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 rough patches of his career, was really. Uh, not inspiring, but it was very like cathartic. And uh, the other thing is that I liked him describing Run the Jewels as bravado in the face of disaster. I thought it was a really good description of what they do. Kind of like the rough patch in our podcasting career from the start till now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Real quick shout out to Lorna Shore track to the Hellfire. Uh, really, really uh, fun death metal track. You should check it out. The last 30 seconds is f- fucking gnarly as hell. Um, and then... This is the most negative thing I'm going to do. Uh, Prebolo with Rick Martinez, which is in the Babish culinary universe. Uh, really don't like Babish as, as a dude. I think he I watch his videos because they have good production value, but I don't really I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's charming. And it kind of upsets me how good his uh, other people's series are. Like Sola does really great content. And Prebolo with Rick Martinez is a fantastic series about Mexican cuisine. And it just bums me out that these two people are under the hierarchy of just this like not really talented in production but not really talented as a chef white dude who's just like actually the most fiscally successful out of all of them which just really bums me out but it's just like they have are to you saying this is going to be bon appetit too this is going to be white man's <laughs> i would hope not i would hate for solo to have that happen to her twice in her career but it, yeah it just kind of bums me out that like that's why they're able to get this platform is because like a pretty kind of uncharming talentless dude is able to employ them but i kind of like pitching with i mean i what, what's wrong with, like i don't think he's particularly funny or charismatic but like I, what's wrong with his cooking no it's well i mean he has a whole series about him redoing stuff because he got it wrong 
Well, sure, but cooking is, you know, you gotta improve. If you, it would be worse for him to not admit his mistakes. Even the best chefs learn, Adrian. Mm, that's true. Damn. That'll come in, that'll come into play later in the third segment. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, but no, so this is supposed to be a positive shout out to Prebolo, which is the specific, uh, Rick Martinez, uh, beautiful series, just beautifully directed and like actually just so fun to watch and like has such a good vibe. That's enough of that. Let's get into other shit. Let's get into other shit. What's the topic today? The topic, as suggested by one viewer, Nicole, fish. Fish. Fish, fish, fish. Fish, fish, fish. How do you want to start this? Paul, what's your relationship with fish? The band. Oh, um, you know, I think that they are similar, but not exactly the same band as the Grateful Dead. Hmm. Hot take. Yeah. I've never listened to either, but I think I think that's the one thing I know about fish is that they're they're supposed to be like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> All right. How do you feel about Swedish fish, Adrian? Um, they're okay. I don't like gummies that are only one flavor, but I do like gummies a lot. And also, from researching for my third segment, I found out that they are actually are Swedish, which is kind of cool. Mm, how about Scandinavian swimmers? Oh, now that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Love those Trader Joe's. The uh, the sour ones aren't, they're called super sour and they're like barely sour at all, which is kind of annoying, but the flavors are really nice. And I think as other people mentioned when they were trying it with me, the texture of the gummies, fantastic. Mm, the mouth feel, if you will. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul, how do you feel about uh, uh, Fisher, Fisher Price? You know, uh, as it's one of those things where you were usually given those because when you were a fan of Fisher Price, you were young enough that you weren't purchasing things with your own money people were buying you those gifts and i i think i don't ever remember having a problem with them that's a shout out to fisher price adrian how do you feel about when you're like watching a youtube video and after you search it in the little search bar you realize that like the top one isn't the one you remember but a little bit further down it says oh that video you remember and then in parentheses a uh, fish oh I i'm glad to know that it's blue check marked um that's how Twitter has poisoned my mind is that uh, I only I only accept things if they're officiated in some kind of way. So everything in my life needs to be blue check marked. Cool, cool, cool. And Paul, how do you feel about uh, phishing email scams as a as an IT guy? You know, personally, I don't deal with that sort of thing. I think it's kind of funny. I think have you you've never worked in an office, Adrian, so maybe you don't know about this. A lot of security departments nowadays, they do this thing where they send you phishing emails from mm -hmm. external emails and then if you click on them you get a thing that's like you clicked on the email you son of a bitch you have to do a special training to teach you not to be such a stupid piece of shit mm -hmm. and that's kind of funny that's cool it keeps you on edge yeah it keeps you on edge speaking of the office how do you feel about jenna fisher <laughs> you don't get two in a row <laughs> you did two in a row okay um i like her yeah she's funny okay i mean you know i'm always looking for the pam to my gym so Oof. Ain't that the truth? How do you feel about fishermen's hats? Is that different than a bucket hat? Yeah, it's like glossy and yellow. Oh, those are cool. That's a vibe. I don't know if I could wear them in the, at any point. I guess there's a rainy season technically in Davis. But you know I'm not a big hat guy. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm no cap. Mm, that's true. Or wait, that's why you're no cap. I'm no cap. <laughs> you're big bag. Uh, How do you feel about uh efficiency? Uh, I'm not a fan. I would rather do something, uh, you know, I would rather do something in a way that made me happy than in a way that was efficient. Okay. How do you feel about Go Fish? 
the card game? Uh, it's not one of my favorites, but, uh, you know, it's a good way to pass some time as a kid. You have so much time to pass as a kid. I don't think I'd play it as an adult, but, uh... Were you good at Go Fish? Is there a way to be good at Go Fish? Yeah, I mean, you, you're you asking for certain cards, and if you're counting cards and memorizing oh, what everybody has That is stuff. true. That's why I get kicked out of casinos all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed at the Go Fish tables in Atlantic <laughs> City anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I was always generally pretty okay at those things. Okay, okay. How do you feel about catfishing, which we've done a whole episode about? I'm a fan. I think it's really funny to trick somebody into falling in love with you. That's a sick prank, bro. <laughs> That's how Paul does it. All right, cool. You want to get into these articles? Should we talk about fish at all? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, my roommate just got a uh, shrimp tank and put oh. it in our living room. Yeah. Nice. I mean, those aren't fish, but cool. Are they not? Oh, they're crustaceans? Yeah. There's snails in there. Those aren't fish either. Though. Those aren't fish either. <laughs> Maybe we should have done the third segment I thought of. of yeah, are things fish or not? <laughs> um, maybe I Wait, can. Wait, how big are the shrimp? I think like I, I don't know. But uh, so I don't. But like, are they fun to watch or like? What's the? I have no idea, man. I told him not to get it, and then it just was there one day, and he said, "Hey, I got it. I thought you wouldn't actually have a problem with it." He called your he called your bluff. He called my bluff. He's right. I I didn't run up to it with a baseball bat and knock all the <laughs> water out. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you're right. There's not going to be any fish in that tank. It's all it's all other little critters. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the How do you feel about the aquarium in Atlanta? Oh, it's cool. It's the only one with the, like a whale shark in it, right? Oh, I didn't know that specific fact. But yeah, it's a it's a nice one. So it's the one in Charleston. Yeah, yeah. We used to go there on uh, school field trips. That's where I got yeah. to touch a stingray. Ooh, and it didn't kill you? That makes you stronger than Steve Irwin. That's what I said. And this was pre-him dying, so people were like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about, Adrian. <laughs> it's been long enough that that's not going to upset people. It probably will. People are real weird about that shit. Probably, yeah. I mean, Bindi's coming after us. Paul, do you eat fish? Do I eat fish? Yeah, I'm a fan. I like... uh like raw fish i like cooked fish i like magikarp you know Ooh, that nice is magikarp you know, lightly actually, browned <laughs> fish pokemon are notoriously some of the least creative right yeah they're all just fish there's a lot of them that are kind of just fish what's what's a stardew the one that misty has starmie starmie is that what yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. there's the Starry purple one with like extra mm-hmm. extra spikes with like a big and then jewel. that's kind of yeah cool. with a big drool and then there's the brown one with just like a little red orb mm-hmm. in the center yeah those are pretty cool those are those are good designs those are cool yeah yeah i think sea stars aren't fish either what's the uh what's the one that they ride when they have to ride on the ocean it's like Lapras? the big blue dragon is that one it yeah that one is mm-hmm. cool that one's dope there's a whiskash in the third generation the one that's like the electric ground type wait water electric type water ground type i don't know cool what's that one, one with, look like it's the one with the big whiskers that looks like a really like kind of big blobby fish that uh i think uh, evolves from baroque um oh i'm not recalling this i'm sure i would recognize that if i googled it there's also a uh, relicanth which is a uh, you know a i'm a fan of that Cilicanth. one yeah that one's cool yeah i like how ancient it looks a little rock and water type <laughs> uh but yes to go back to the original question i also eat fish i'm a big fan of it how, how do you th- how how funny do you find the gag imagine you were this age and you were in 1990 like when did the first season of pokemon come out I think the year we were born, 95. Imagine you're back in that year, you're this age, and for whatever reason, you're into obscure Japanese media, and so you, you're watching, 
you're watching the anime or you're playing the first game and Magikarp evolves into Gyarados. Is that hilarious to you? Uh, like, without the years of cultural knowledge that that's mm-hmm. what happens as the gag that the weak, stupid one becomes super big and strong and awesome, does that tickle you? I think that lands for me. Yeah, me too. I think we forget yeah. because it's so obvious now, but there was a time when it wasn't, and that was kind of funny. There's also that viral video. It's been so long since I've watched it, but the punchline is it's too battlers going back and forth both using Magikarp talking about how like well now you're finished Magikarp you splash attack um <laughs> that became like uh whenever we would play manhunt at Drake's house uh or we were playing like um you know when you do like hide and seek in the dark where it's totally like all lights out and you have to try and find everybody else the way you would try and find people is you would quote that video to get people to laugh and that's how you would find people <laughs> of just being like Magikarp you splash attack <laughs> and that's one of my uh that's one of my fond memories from childhood <laughs> And that's what fish have contributed to my life. Yeah. Let's see. There's that really like, uh, so the QI podcast that I mentioned before, no such thing of, as a fish is uh, based on the Stephen Jay Gould quote about how, uh, so f- in terms of evolution, uh, all vertebrates stem from bony fish that became tetrapods. Uh, so technically all like, you know, terrestrial mammalian life or any kind of like tetrapod life on earth, uh, descends from fish so humans are technically bony fish or whatever mm-hmm. and that's where his argument comes in that there's just no such thing as an actual fish but that gets into like monophyletic versus paraphyletic groupings you know how much i love debating the english language in our own self-defined labels it's so much oh, fun to true. care about yeah. this paul has a strong opinion about this yeah this is super interesting and not at all just stupid bullshit it is pretty pedantic <laughs> um I mean, I get what would be more interesting to me would be to hear what the edge cases were between things that are and aren't fish, like the things like the pond hoppers who live like 80% Mm -hmm. of their life in water and sometimes can go on land to go between like ponds Mm -hmm. or something, you know, like that, that would be a more interesting conversation that's still somewhat of definitional conversation, but at least it's like, there's something going on there other than, well, we evolved from them, so we're fish. It's like we're clearly not fucking fish scientists didn't even invent the word fish that's from languages that existed way before wait can we go back to you playing the character of a guy who's really offended that someone would think he's a fish (laughs) 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 i'm not a fish man (laughs) man that's a real guy that comes that that comes from my lived experience do you see gills bro (laughs) yeah that's right i'm not a fucking fish man stop calling me a fish can you imagine if he's at a talk and that's the way he starts arguing with the presenter <laughs> he's like i'm gonna drown myself right now to show you that i'm not a fucking fish man because i can't breathe underwater because i'm not a fish man stop calling me a fish this just sounds like you're doing the south park i'm not a gay fish thing. <laughs> that's true in the end he does uh decide to accept his fate that he is a fish and just go live in the ocean with his ocean friends all right you want to get into these articles or just restart the episode? <laughs> I think it's been fine, man. But yeah, let's right. get into the articles. All right. So this seemed like a pretty obvious one for a fish episode. Uh, this is Auntie Sue's fishy advice column from Facebook. A little Facebook exclusive. Uh, here we go with an aperitif from August 19th at 8 a.m. Dear Auntie Sue... This may seem a bit of a weird request, but I'm helping a friend set up a tank and he's, oh, by the way, context for this one, it's an actual like fish advice for like how to like keep tanks of fish of like any kind of 
if you have salt water, if you have fresh water, if you have like hard water, you know, whatever. Dear hard Auntie water? Sue. Yeah, like really mineral heavy water versus like soft mm-hmm. water. Was that when Aquaman sees a really sexy fish? It's hard water? Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> did, did that land here? <laughs> All right. Dear Auntie Sue, this may seem like a bit of a weird request, but I'm helping a friend set up a tank and he's asked me for a goth theme. He has a gargoyle and skull ornaments and black gravel. I thought black mollies would be a good fish to put in there, but it appears his water is too soft for them. He likes black angelfish, but they grow too big for his 90 liter tank. Can you give me some suggestions, please? VD. Paul, how would you help someone set up a goth themed fish tank? Mm, mm. You think she could get one of those really like deep sea fish that really need very high pressure, but they have the little like thing that comes out of the top of their forehead with a little light bulb Ooh, at also the end. pokemon yeah lantern yeah you think Let's she do could get th- one of those? we should do a thing from now on where we're only going to refer to fish by their pokemon equivalent <laughs> <laughs> if, if she could get a hold of one of those i think that would work really well but i i imagine the pressure cool. and water type is not going to work in a tiny tank uh he should make it look like there's like a little like city in there. Like he, it should look mm. like Roman ruins half covered in the bottom. That would be better than a skull. If he's Wait, going do you to mean like, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like a uh, Gaelic adjacent? You mean like actual goths? Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Yeah. More like okay. Atlantis <laughs> being submerged. It's a mm. way more actually spooky aesthetic than putting a skull in there. Like you're an edgy 10 year old. Right, right, right. But I'm saying you're not, so you're not, you're talking about like ruins, but not like actual Gothic people of Europe. You're not saying go like, <laughs> go that direction. Well, yeah, not actually gothic. I was thinking a little bit more Roman era. I think that looks better mm. as ruins, but okay. I, you're right. I mean, you can go like, what? What? when were the goths around? Like more like Northern Europe? I don't know about when these goths were around. They're probably still around. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't do, don't, don't participate in goth erasure, Paul. Fair enough. He should put some like purple lipstick on there or whatever. He should just dress it up like how he wants. I think if he wants it to look goth and like metal as fuck, just put a bunch of dead fish in there. <laughs> you think he should pre-kill the fish? <laughs> Do fine. There's probably some kind of fish where like they get parasitized by something that like takes over their brain and like takes over their motor functions. You should only have fish like that and make sure that they're all sick cool isn't that what you do with your bees because of your research they have to be don't be giving people my ideas (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry (laughs) cut that out cut that out um what else is really gothic i think you should have uh what do goths like the doors have that playing at all times underwater get like a nice little like water resistant uh speaker Mm. put a little pentagram necklace in all your fish I think it's less about the type of fish. Well, you can't probably have like really sunny tropical fish. So you probably should go for like some dark or maybe more drab looking fish. But you do need to give them like a pentagram necklace as well as like big chunky black boots that they can wear. All right. And here's the answer. Dear VD, soft water and 90 liters. You could look at black phantom tetras, but I would direct you to a shoal of black neon tetras. Get a group of a dozen or so, and I think they will fit the bill. They are a fish that looks like nothing in stores, but once they get settled and color up, they look quite spectacular. And I've had them live for 10 years. I had to really edit that last sentence. It made no sense. But essentially, they look drab in store, but they look cool out of the store, and they live for a long time. Cool. That was surprisingly good advice. I think ours was better. All right, Paul, what you got? Okay, this question comes to us courtesy of the New York Times social cue advice column. And this week, we have a, we have a column titled Pregnancy Test. 
I think a friend of mine may be pregnant. We're friendly, but not BFFs. She hasn't said anything to me about it, but I can see the shape of her body changing. How terrible would it be to invite her to dinner and serve ceviche? Pregnant women can't eat raw fish. If she doesn't eat it, that would be another piece of evidence. Can I? Question mark. So, wait, hold on. I'm not sure if I'm getting the uh, MO here. She wants to prove that she's pregnant without asking her or she just wants to invite her? Exactly. Well, then ask her to go to like a pub crawl. Ask her, ask her. They're not that type of go, friend. They're office friends. Ask her friends. to go to a pub crawl they, where at every station you punch each other in the belly once. They're friends who reads the New York Times. Mm. They're not going to drink together. That's for That's low true. life. Or if they were going to drink, it'd be a wine night. I don't know why she didn't suggest that. Yeah. Ceviche is such a funny thing for her mind to go to. <laughs> That is pretty funny of just like, what else can pregnant women not have besides like raw fish because of the mercury, like uh, alcohol? Probably ca- caffeine, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's one of those things where like modern doctors are like, you know, in moderation, the child will only be moderately <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> she should she should start acting like a, she should start acting like a kid with slick back hair and a leather jacket in a 80s teen movie and start offering her cigarettes like hey it's cool just take a cigarette don't worry about it everybody's late, doing offering it. you you offer her a doobie and she's like i can't tell if you're trying to figure out if i'm a cop or if i'm pregnant or i can't <laughs> i don't really get what you're doing here dude <laughs> yeah you're right adrian she should invite her to her local boxing gym that's true Ceviche is such a funny one for her mind. It's very New York Times, though, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) I love raw fish, man. If we're we're going to concentrate on the fish part of this Well, technically it's not raw because, like, the acid in the ceviche cooks the fish a bit, you know. That's Mm -hmm. what everyone will say when they tell you about ceviche, but... Yeah, but it's raw fish, and it's delicious, man. (laughs) It's so good. So... Do you think the move to, like, double up and make sure you get an answer is to, like, really pile on the ceviche in her plate and be like, I know you're eating for two. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, you know, I think it tastes better with a little extra hit of mercury. And you pull out your little, like, bottle. (laughs) You pull out, like, your uh, thermometer from the 1950s and just break the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. How how, how would you try and figure out that a friend's pregnant? First of all, I wouldn't be nosy or care, but I do like the uh, yeah. I do like the whole thing of like a really nosy mother in law who's like trying to figure out if the daughter's pregnant or whatever, and just like says really off color or like weird things like that of just like oh, someone might be eating for two. We have to get two pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not she would have an extra slice of pizza. You'd have a whole extra pizza for her. Um, yeah, I think you should just set up a real goofy situation where there's like petroleum jelly and a little and a little radar gun or whatever they point at your stomach. I, I don't know what they do. How how do they take those pictures? Ultrasound. Ah, uh, yeah, you should set up a real goofy situation where you have like petroleum jelly on hand and it accidentally falls all over her, like you know, uh, goop her or whatever they used to do on Nickelodeon, and then it's like <laughs> the ultrasound gun is also just like falls down and. Hits a trigger in the right way. You're good. You can just check. Damn, I like that yours isn't like get her to admit it. Yours is like, I want hard proof that she might be a liar. <laughs> I need to see that there's a baby in there. No, yeah. So what if this is one of those things where I, I think there was like an MTV show that was called like eight months. I didn't know I was pregnant. Like, Yeah, I didn't know I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right. So what if you're like, I maybe use a gentle hand. Like, what if she doesn't know she's pregnant? Ooh. 
but her body's changing in like a really noticeable way. I feel like that's pretty like yeah, that's she's... pretty late in the pregnancy type stuff, right? Yeah, I guess. Or later, but also like pregnancy type stuff. What if she's just gaining weight? That seems so funny. Of I mean, that's said. the classic, you know, joke about trying to ask somebody if they're pregnant or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then what if she doesn't eat the ceviche because she's on a diet? What if she's not going to eat? What if she's just like one of those people that we grew up with who wouldn't eat raw fish because that seems way too exotic? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Where is ceviche a thing? Is that uh, is that a Spanish or Italian food? It's probably both, but Spanish, I think, is more uh, associated like with classic. it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? How are you getting? How are you getting this out of her, Adrian? I, I probably like me being me. I would offer them a ride to the you know to the clinic. Mm. Yeah, for the to the what clinic? The one that's usually the abortion clinic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say the one that usually has a lot of conservatives outside who are really angry. <laughs> because my assumption for everyone, even at this point in my life, is that if you're having a baby, it was a mistake and you want out. <laughs> True. Can't imagine anyone getting pregnant on purpose at this point in life. No, no, no. I know you're friends with some adults like Charlie who has kids on purpose. Yeah, but he's older than me. You know, he's an old man. Mm-hmm. He's a wise old man. He's like, he's your sage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that the fact that she doesn't eat the ceviche is just another piece of evidence as if she's building a case. <laughs> as if she's like, this is like a months long project. She's like, in two years, I'll for sure know whether or not she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really a ticking, uh, this is a question with like a really short lived time span. Like, you'll know soon enough. Yeah. And I just don't know why anyone would find it interesting, but I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, no. Who gives a shit? Maybe it's because if she is getting fat, she wants to be able to gossip about it. Mm. But you would seem like a real bitch if you start gossiping about the, your coworker who was getting fat and it turned out she was pregnant. Okay. New York Times reply. Their answer. Mm -hmm. Request denied. Your plan is manipulative and inconclusive. We are each entitled to share personal information that does not affect others at our own pace, regardless of other people's curiosity. Also, you overlooked the distinct possibility that your friend might not care for raw fish cured in citrus juices and not be pregnant. Respect her privacy. When she has something to tell you, she will. Damn. Dude, that woman pays for this subscription. She's getting paid to be told <laughs> off like that. You know, New York Times subscribers are are fucking lame so they're just gonna enjoy being told mm. off they love having a, a finger wagged at them uh yeah pretty pretty conclusive answer do you want to go into the uh next article yeah yeah i do all right and so this is a new one for me but this is cnet uh cnet's love sinks is the column where we answer your questions about online dating i'm aaron carson staff reporter a resident young enough person refrigerator dating correspondent and curator of odd stuff on the internet most likely to leave you on red this week there's something fishy while online dating and the title of the article is why do so many guys hold up fish in their online dating profiles what's the deal with fish in guys profile pics that's the whole question oh is that that's it? the whole question yeah okay um Typically, typically, it's that fish has like murdered his family mm. or wronged him in some sort of way, and it's a threat to others. Like, don't fuck with me. Wait, 
I thought you were thing, saying that it was like a value, like a demonstration of value to be like, if anyone were to hurt our family, I could go back and kill them. Not don't fuck with me is the theme of my <laughs> dating profile. <laughs> he's worried that he's worried that the other fish are swiping on his profile <laughs> looking for potential victims. And they'll see that fish okay, okay, and they'll okay. be like, I do not fuck with this man. Mm, OK, he murders me in my kind. I get that. So here's the thing is that this has to be a regional thing, right? Yeah. Because Phil said he was familiar with this as an issue. I, I actually swipe yeah. I actually swipe on guys, and I don't see a lot of fish profile pictures. I'm not going to lie. Oh, all over. Like, every girl I know talks about talks about guys but with again, fish. Again, it's a regional thing. You're in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. In Davis, it's yeah. not a huge thing for people to have. Oh, that's true. Yours might be a little bit less of a regional thing and a little bit more of a, like, a, a sexuality. I guess that's like, true, uh, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a woman thing. swiping on dudes, so I guess that might be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's a good look? Have you ever tried it? No, I've never put a picture of a dead fish on my profile. I think I think men who are doing it are trying to like do a little bit of a virtue signal, like that they're trying to say that they'll they like they'll eat, they'll eat pussy. Oh. No, no, they're trying to say that they'll eat pussy. They're getting across the idea that they're okay with that smell. I don't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we're keeping it in, you uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> keep it in, man. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a value thing. He's showing that he's willing to murder for you. That's true. Um, okay, we've gotten to weird places on this question that started very simply. Paul, let's let's <laughs> let's kind of refocus the kernel. Okay, okay. Would you ever put a picture of you with a fish on your dating profile? Yeah, I eat fish. I don't really think it's wrong to fish them if I'm going to be willing to eat them. I think that'd be a double standard and kind of shitty of me. But, but do you think it's something that needs to be one-sixth of your uh, proposal? of yourself uh i mean but that's just a cultural thing i don't think it looks good you're right i wouldn't put it on mm -hmm. because i don't think it looks good but i think this complaint that somehow it's like different than any other outdoorsy pick of like mountain climbing mm. or you know something else like not really i guess but like, it, it does communicate like outdoors than that though it does it, it's a cultural thing about being southern yeah. like i said i don't i don't well, vibe with that cultural southern, thing you know there are probably well, plenty of people in minnesota who have like you know yeah, fishing picks true outdoorsy and a little bit hick Mm -hmm. um and and i don't vibe with that cultural norm but it's not like objectively worse than any other like aesthetic or cultural norm well then like ask let fine. me ask you this question then when, when you're talking about hearing about this all the time from your female friends in what connotation are they usually bringing it up oh how much they dislike seeing it and how they would never swipe on that person mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so that's why i wouldn't put it on it's not going to attract the type of people i like which are your friends and you want to sleep with all your friends who <laughs> boy you caught me <laughs> lawyered <laughs> i get what you're saying that the picture itself is not morally an issue it's aesthetically yeah. an issue it's aesthetically an issue and only if you're trying to attract a certain type of person if you're trying to attract a hick girl you put you put you put you put, you put five fish you you show yourself with one of those big nets with a bunch of fish. Five pictures <laughs> like of you with fish, out and them. then one picture with you and your mom, and that's how you show that you're a good, wholesome Southern boy. I buy that. <laughs> you put a picture of the fish on the ground, and you end up with a pistol standing above it. <laughs> pointing you, you put a picture of the fish with its mouth on the curb, and you're about to stop it. <laughs> You show that you don't just fish these fish. You don't take <laughs> shit from them. 
these fish are your fucking bitch. It's a picture of you with boxing gloves and you somehow taping boxing gloves onto their two front fins in a ring. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, no. I mean, I have the much more subtle version of this picture, which is me just enjoying a beautifully smoked salmon Mm. out at a out at a fancy restaurant. God, I know we already did this episode, but what are my actual six photos right now? They're definitely not with fish in any capacity. <laughs> All of them are just like fish, but in different ways that don't make sense. Like one of is of you at the fish concert, the <laughs> other is of you at an aquarium. <laughs> uh, let's see. Me with a snake, me with bees, me with a beer at a bar, me with a chicken sandwich, me with a chicken sandwich, <laughs> and uh, me with a... <laughs> chicken sandwich flag. no 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 i limited it to two chicken sandwich photos which actually you know i think it's light on how important chicken sandwiches are to you that, that does basically not capture how yeah, big of a i think that's part of your life i think that's chicken kind of why are. i needed two there is like i need people to really understand that like that's a big part of my life that's awesome man um oh my god yeah well how would you feel if if the fish they caught was like a really impressive fish off of like like they were sea fishing and it was off a boat and it was like a massive like catch well see that's what i try and do is why that's kind of why i think i would try and do one is because i don't put my height in my profile so if i get like even just a medium-sized fish next to my body they're gonna be like that's a really fucking big fish if this dude is average height and i'm gonna be like i'm not gonna tell you the secret then I like this optical illusion trick. That's why I, I also do it in a room 20- where it's like a trapezoid where like it's projected out on one side. <laughs> you ruined mine because I was going to go less extreme. So now I can't say mine. Because you've sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Amp it up. Amp it up here a little bit and then I'll take it to the crazy town. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that you just put the fish real close to the camera <laughs> and you're standing like 10 feet back. Yeah, you're right. Mine is funnier. <laughs> it's a, it's an anchovy that you're holding in front of the left. <laughs> that's really good (laughs) would you judge one of your friends for swiping on a fish dude no like i said i don't think see a moral issue with it Mm. but how many people with fish in their profile voted for for trump once again it's an aesthetic choice it's not explicitly saying that Mm -hmm. but you're right it is more likely how many of them put a maga hat onto the fish before they take the picture (laughs) I feel like you should really swipe down and read the description because maybe the bio has an explanation and it's yeah not what maybe you think. the explanation is I'm the fish not the guy sorry confusion <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see what this mouth do hit me up <laughs> crazy day you won't believe it message me if you want it's the, the story. beginning of Emperor's New Groove let me tell you how I got to this place because <laughs> I am in a pickle I'll tell you what. <laughs> Oh, what a great hook. <laughs> That's where I'm prepared to stop this conversation. <laughs> Answer. You can't tell what color Brad's eyes are. They're hidden behind a pair of mirrored Oakleys. The eyes you can see, however, are those of a large bass. Glassy. Forlorn. Staring into the camera as the fish's lifeless body slumps in a pair of human hands. How did I get here? They seem to ask immortalized in a tinder profile alongside the eyes of so many of my aquatic brethren she kind of took the same approach we did (laughs) of doing it from the fish's perspective um what even is tinder the fish asks itself as the shutter clicks so yeah the fish profile pic is definitely a thing why 
Perhaps the answer is given to the fish as it passes along to the great river in the sky. Most likely, it has to do with the fact that people often use lifestyle photos for themselves in their profiles. And they should. It's a great way to let a perspective match know what you are and what you're into. Plus, fishing is a popular pastime. So much so that 40% of Americans aged 16 and up participate in wildlife-related activities like fishing and hunting, according to a 2017 survey from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And if you don't believe the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, take note of the... I don't. <laughs> take note of the Tumblr Tinder Guys Holding Fish, where you can peruse countless... Oh, okay, that's, that's factually accurate. That's, that's hard data. <laughs> where you can peruse countless examples of fish and the fishermen who hooked them. If all this sounds unfamiliar to you, you might live in a place where fishing is less common. Different regions come with different trends. You'll see more profiles with guitars in Nashville, Tennessee, more software engineer job titles in the Bay Area, and so much damn seersucker if you're swiping around in Louisville, Kentucky, during the Kentucky Derby. Isn't it extremely breathable fabric? Sure. But at what cost? Anyway... What makes the whole dudes with fish situation particularly amusing are the photos where the guy seems to be offering the fish to their prospective dates, as if assuring them their ability to one day provide for a family. When society crumbles, this manly man can catch dinner with an expert flick of the wrist. In reality, it's unlikely the fish is being presented as a promise of future fortune. Reader, allow me to let you in on a secret. Folks hold the fish towards the camera because it makes the fish look bigger. So, how should you feel about the venerable fish pick? Well, if you're outdoorsy yourself, then you've got something in common. Scales. Take your clues where you can. If the tackle box life isn't for you, maybe stay, out of, stay on the lookout for the kinds of photos that better match your lifestyle. But hey, what's more romantic than a trout who's been dispatched to meet his maker? And that's it. She hit on a surprising number of points that we did. Yeah, a lot of similar things. Uh, I like... The thing about perspectives. I didn't get the thing about uh, fabrics. What was that? Uh, about the Kentucky sucker. Derby and fabrics? Oh, seersucker yeah. suits. Okay, they're breathable fabrics. Mm -hmm. um, she also hit on a point you made about location. Locationality. Mm -hmm. um, so we had perspective, location. We, I guess we kind of talked about providing. You know, I thought of it more as pr to protect your family. Whereas I was like, it's more of like, yeah, feed a man a fish, teach a man a fish thing. Hmm. Guess that makes more sense. I mean, I don't know. I think people are more afraid of shark attacks than they are of starvation. But I mean, one of those affects way more people than the other. That's a get struck by lightning type statistic. No, no, no. <laughs> shark attacks are just being underreported. That's true. All right, Paul, are you ready? Any any last thoughts on that uh, column? Uh, after much deliberation and work and spitballing ideas with Phil, I came up with this third segment this is fish out of water ranked tanked and sanked okay okay so what i have here are 10 movies of the genre fish out of water which is a very common genre for a film in which someone is placed in a very novel environment and has to figure out this new world for themselves and grow and take on that journey so what i want to do is i'm going to give you all 10 uh, for each one, you can kind of give your immediate kind of like, you know, Paul is really like a, a film buff, you know, you really know your shit, you really know these movies. I mean, I tried to make sure that there are movies that I was almost certain you've watched before. So your take on them, your review of them, your very critical eye on them. And then at the end, you'll rank them. Okay. All right. Does that sound okay to you? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the first movie. It's a little thing called School of Rock. Oh, and if you want to explain why it's a uh, a, a, a fish out of water story for the audience in case they haven't seen it. Mm. School of Rock, he's a substitute teacher. Well, he's not a substitute teacher. He fakes he's being Jack a substitute Black. teacher. He's Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, canon I, in the story. <laughs> that's Adrian's problem with the movie. He's like, this man is famous. Why does nobody recognize <laughs> that this is Jack Black? <laughs> no one's a Tenacious D fan. These kids don't know about Tenacious D. <laughs> No, but so Jack Black plays a character also named Jack Black, who he steals his roommate's uh, substitute teaching job at a fancy at a fancy prep school. And so he shows up to this prep school because he needs some cash so he can pay rent because Sarah Silverman, his roommate's bitchy girlfriend, back when that was like kind of a sexist common trope in Hollywood that like that it was a spineless dude with like a a (laughs) naggy girlfriend. Yeah, that was like yeah, ruining yeah. the fun. And at the end, he breaks up with her to be fun. Yeah, yeah. We can't do this it. much of a deep dive on every movie and stay on track, but <laughs> keep going. Forward. But this is School of Rock. Yeah, Come yeah. on. Okay, okay. The rest are also hard hitters, but this is a particularly hard hitter. But I'm not going to try. It's and hard influence. to imagine how anything's going to take the number one spot from School of Rock. And so it's a fish out of water movie because he's trying to have to pretend to be a prep school teacher uh, when he's not. And then he teaches the kid kids how to rock. And make rock music because it turns out they're all good at their classical instruments, but that means they can be good at their electric equivalents and rock and roll equivalents of their instruments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say I'm, 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 I'm going to be shocked if you find another fish out of water movie that I like more than School of Rock. And Paul's giving that one a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Definitely not a nine. Definitely not an eleven. It's a, it's a strong ten. Uh, so our second movie is going to be a little movie called Borat. Mm, Borat, a Kazakhstani man in America. That's why he's a fish out of water. Um, you know, one of my friends is a Kazakhstani, and I never asked him about Borat, presumably because I'm not an annoying person. But yeah, it seems like a missed opportunity. I actually know though. a Kazakhstani man. <laughs> he mostly just um, told me about fermented horse milk. Yeah, they love horses out there. Yeah, I think the stereotypes that Borat really like relies on seem more like Eastern European st- stereotypes and less like Kazakh yeah, yeah. or Stan stereotypes. That's true. Um. But yeah, uh, you know, he's 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 a classic Kazakhstani man. He's anti-Semitic. He's rural. Yeah, it's a it's a I'm, which I assume none of that stuff is true about uh, Kazakhs. But uh, so opinion on the actual movie in your your ranking? Oh, it's hilarious, especially the part where he outs your university as one of the most deranged places in America when he hangs out with three USC University of South Carolina frat boys and gets them all to admit that they want slavery back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas you don't need someone doing a character to get Clemson guys to talk about that. <laughs> they'll just they'll just start with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're like getting We're people e- to sign petitions. No, no, no. We're evil in a much darker and more deep way. <laughs> where We're they evil have, in a much more get out kind of way. Yeah, a much more get out kind of way where they would have the PR sensibilities to not get drunk and say it on camera. Mm. I'm not saying Clemson is good, but you would not catch three Clemson students acting like those USC students. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Our next movie, if you're done with Borat, do you have a mm-hmm. sense right now of how you're ranking it? Borat under School of it, Rock? It, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely below School of Rock, but it's a great movie. I All can't right. fault it. Our next fish out of water movie, Mean Girls. Ooh, great movie. Great movie. Um, All right. So it's a fish out of water movie because an African girl moves to America, mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan. She plays a girl uh, and she's been homeschooled her whole life. So I guess it's like a fish out of water. It's like a double ways, fish like a out homes- of water, yeah. A homeschooled girl who uh, grew up in Africa her whole life having to learn to deal with being in a, 
yeah, a, a typical American high school. Um, Tina Fey wrote it. Um, great movie. Incredibly funny. It's got Tina Fey. It's got Tim Meadows, Lizzie Kaplan. Lindsay Lohan. Other people, presumably. Great movie. Our next one is Thor. For some reason, he has to come to Earth. I can't remember what the, like, driving... I actually can't remember either. I watched it in the theaters with uh, aforementioned friend Dylan Copeland. Uh, Yeah. uh, Okay, next one. I know you've seen this one. Uh, An American Pickle. No, I haven't. What is this movie? It's uh, Seth Rogen. Oh, oh shit. Okay, I have seen this movie. We've talked about it on pod. I'm bad with names. Um, Yeah, so it's a fish out of water movie because it's a man from the 1800s a jewish man brought to modern day new york well he comes out of a pickling oh yeah he gets pickled um and comes and he meets his great great grandson um and starts a pickle business because he was a pickler back then so he starts making classic pickles and it's about how that sort of person and i i think I watched an interview where Seth Rogen said the concept started with how disappointed would my great great grandfather be and how like effeminate I am and how I act. And they basically just came up with any concept to make that happen. The next one is a movie that I, I'm pretty sure I've seen as a kid, but I've only actually seen it as an adult once. And that was very recently. I think like Christmas or New Year's. Elf. Mm. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a classic. People love it. It's uh it's about, uh, oh, it's a fish out of water because an elf or a human who thinks he's an elf. Double goes fish out back of water. To, yeah. Another goes one. back to regular world. Yeah. So, I mean, it's everybody knows this movie. You get why it's a fish out of water movie. He thinks snow is magical or something and he likes to decorate Christmas things and he, uh, you know, he, he likes to sing uh, Christmas but, tunes. But how do you rate it? it's a pretty good movie it's i think it's a little bit like it's one of those meme movies that's a little overrated because of its meme status for me can i say this mm-hmm. starring a much younger zoe de chanel who plays a non-whimsical character it feels very weird to me Ooh, both in okay. creepiness and in like it feels like the wrong character for zoe i would put it exactly where i would put american pickle i think they're tied all right this next one we're getting to our animated section it's a little movie called madagascar Ooh, okay so it's a fish out of water movie with four fish when a zebra's in the zone when a zebra fish (laughs) is in the zone (laughs) leave him alone leave him alone which he had to chris rock had (laughs) that right we've discussed this before but there's no way they've either wrote that in his lie in his voice or he ad-libbed it (laughs) anyways how do you feel this movie because i feel like i have a kind of a weirdly strong opinion and i don't know how. i do like it i like it i I like it yeah i think it hit me right at the perfect time in childhood where i was like this is a funny ass movie I do remember the the kids who sang I Like to Move It, Move It all year after it. I Even as a child, I was like, this is obnoxious. Can mm. we, like, pull back a little? Mm-hmm. Can we pull, let's pull it back, y'all. Let's, Can we do let's, a, let's get a little Why serious. aren't kids singing My Heart Will Go On anymore from Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> Respect the classics, people. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. I would, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I would call it down there with the bottom of the, the four bottom tier ones we've already discussed. Uh, American Pickle, um, Elf. Uh, Thor. It's it's higher than American Pickle and Thor, or American Pickle and Elf. But it, so it's higher than those two, but lower than uh, Mean Girls, Borat, and School of Rock. And just to be super clear, in case anyone doesn't know, it's uh, four zoo animals that end up actually going to Africa, aka Madagascar. 
So, good movie. All right, Paul, just three more, but we're still in our animated section. This is a little movie called Ratatouille. Oh, my God. Beautiful film. Beautiful film. Oh, damn. You've, you've put some heavy hitters in here, man. I guess you just know what I like. Yeah, so it's a fish out of water because he's a rat, but he's working in a high-class restaurant. Where they notoriously don't like rats. Oh, boy. So, I, I wonderful movie. I, I, I love the message. I love the animation. I love the setting. I I think the characters are all charming. Yeah, it's a great time. I'm gonna... I don't know where to put it with the top-tier movies, but it's up there with them. I would... I would actually say it's it might have to be it's gonna it's gonna tie with Mean Girls for number one. Last two. This is a little movie called The Little Mermaid. I've seen The Little Mermaid, but it's definitely one that I don't have like a strong mental grasp for everything that happens in it. So it's a fish out of water movie because she's literally a fish out of water. Um, done there. I don't know. It's low tier for me. It, it wasn't as a kid. I didn't like it as much as I liked Lion King or Beauty and the Beast or wait, I didn't watch Beauty and the Beast till later in life. Um, I didn't like it as much as a lot of other children's movies. I think I only watched it once even as a kid. It was just like on VHS watched it like alrighty. You were like, I don't like this new concept of like a strong female lead. That's exactly what I said as a, as a child. <laughs> okay. As a child, I was real early on the men's rights <laughs> shit. I invented it. Uh, do you? Well, uh, as a kid, my bathroom used to be Little Mermaid themed. That's cool. Yeah, the shared bathroom that. for yeah. me and my siblings. Used to have Little Mermaid stickers up in it. Sweet. Yeah. So just because of that, I'll put it above uh, Thor. <laughs> okay. I, I, it's definitely a better movie than Thor, for sure. Like, even without yeah. that, I think. Pretty obviously. Um, last one real fish out of water i'll tell you what this is a little movie we're finally getting to some copaganda rush hour oh my god it's goddamn rush hour beautiful film beautiful film mm. it's a fish out of water it's not a movie a hon- it's a film it's a film it is a theater because a fucking a hong kong cop having to work with an lapd officer do you understand the delightful. words that are coming out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, get out of here. Such a good movie. And the sequels are also pretty fucking good, too. I'm not going to lie. They're a really fun time. Yeah. I've watched Rush Hour 2 a lot. It's really good. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Dude, which one is the one where they're just being perverts trying to watch a woman change? (laughs) I think that's Rush Hour (laughs) 2. Yeah, that's when they they, they have the girl who's the... uh, like she has like the secrets. She knows where the secrets of like the criminal organization are, and it turns out that no, it's, like, that's the Rush Hour Three, where it's tattooed, tattooed on, on her, her back. Oh, what's Rush Hour Two then? Is that where they start off fighting in the like Korean spa or whatever? It's so hard because they are very similar movies. They're they very really similar the movies, <laughs> but they really like stick the landing each time. It's not like Cars where they're like, okay, this time it's like an international spy drama, and this time it's about racing, and this time it's about like whatever. Like they no, really no, no, stick no, to no. the formula. Rush Hour is the same movie over and over with the same jokes. They don't really change the jokes. They just redo the same jokes, and it's good every time. So, anyways, it's fish out of water because, as Paul describes, so. yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, uh, he's, you know, he's a uh, Jackie Chan is like, uh, you know, real like tie up formal sort of like guard and and police officer, and Chris Tucker has a real 
has a real loosey-goosey style. Do you remember when we went to Dave & Buster's that one time and then went back to my apartment (laughs) and watched Rush Hour 2 and 3? Because, like, we watched 2 and we were like, we gotta watch the third one now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember, but that makes sense. We were literally (laughs) like, dude, that's not enough Rush Hour. I'm torrenting Rush Hour 3 right now. (laughs) God, And we were drinking out of big plastic Dave & Buster's cups. (laughs) Dude, I was letting somebody drink out of that the other day. I was like, just so you know. Me and Adrian won those together <laughs> at David Buster's. <laughs> oh my god, okay, well. Just put some goddamn respect on that cup's name. Don't just drink out of it like there isn't a history name. there. Like there isn't a history with that cup. Oh man, okay. Well, this is going to be... Con- uh, Paul, give us your top ten. Alright, Ratatouille Mean Girls tied for one. Okay. Top tier. Those are S tier. Okay. A tier. School of Rock, Rush Hour... So you got Borat, Thor, American Pickle, Elf, Madagascar, Little Mermaid. Okay, so put Borat A tier. Okay, Borat's A tier. Then let's do B tier as as American Pickle. Ooh, okay, that's pretty high. Madagascar can be B tier. C tier will be Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. We'll go straight to F tier for Thor. Elf. And uh, well, okay, yeah, you okay, liked Elf, Elf can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Elf can Elf can go up there. Uh, C tier with uh, Little Mermaid. With a little mermaid. Okay. And we can go to F tier for Thor. I think I know a lot of people who are going to be mad about that ranking, but I largely agree. I might put Rush Hour in S tier. <laughs> <laughs> and I might move Madagascar to A tier. <laughs> uh, all right. And we'll put Ted Lasso in S tier for you. And then Futurama in A tier. Fresh Prince in B tier. And those were my alternatives. So. Great segment. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> uh, any any big facts, no cap, last words about fish? My big fact. There's plenty of fish in the sea. And if you want to double those numbers, go buy like Adrian. And my no cap is don't trust fish labels. This is a notorious thing if you've read articles and like scientific articles uh, where they do DNA testing of like fish in fish markets. A lot of fraud going on. So really make sure you have like a trusted supplier if you're going to buy fish for a date night or something. Uh, there's a lot are of you are you recommending on. people get a fishmonger? Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying awesome. uh, go to Tokyo and get there at like 3 a.m. in like the fish market, so that when you like see them <laughs> breaking down the tuna, you know it's a tuna. Ooh, I like it. That's what I learned from this episode. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> if you took anything else from this episode, take that away. All right, Polly Paul, you ready to go? I am. Bye. Bye. It took a second to register up in my brainium, my dome, my head, my skull, my cranium. My eyes have had enough. It was time to do some talking. I had to creep through the hound dogs that was stalking. The slimmy caught me peeping. This means she wasn't sleeping on who I was. So she creeped in like a hawk in a minute's time. We adjourned to the floor. Oh, I hit a high note because of the way that she was walking. We got into the groove. I didn't bust no I just kept it nice and smooth. Next thing you know, we got together. Where I thought we'd be forever. Didn't have an umbrella. Now I'm soaked in stormy weather. Weather, two birds of a feather fly up all the beat together. Never simp him and leave your love life limp. There'll be no suicide attempts for this slim trim kid. Cause you know there's other fish in the sea that is in the sea. Sea in the sea that is in the sea. You know there's other fish in the sea that is.